Blog Talk Radio. Join us for the Wellness Journey Live with Linus Woods Mullins. Our program will show you the fun and simplicity of wellness for women over 40 and all the people who love them. You can achieve total wellness through holistic practices, nutrition, fitness, and spiritual renewal. Join us weekly as we talk to the experts in the field of total wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Here's Leonard. Hello, hello, hello. This is Lennis from PraiseWorks, and welcome to the Wellness Journey Live, where we get a chance to talk to some of the premier experts in the field of wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. And I love to say that this show is really all about women over 40 and the things that we need to really thrive in our lives. And it's also about all the people who love them, all the people who support us and who kind of are our cheerleaders as we move forward along this great journey we call life. Uh, The last few days have been interesting for me and for the rest of this country, and no matter when you might be listening to this broadcast, I'm sure you could all relate. Um, We happen to be doing this broadcast uh, just a few days after the tragedy in uh, South Carolina, and I just want to take a moment to lift up all my brothers and sisters in South Carolina and just ask that we all continue to lift them up and pray for them no matter where you happen to listen to this broadcast. Because we all know that um, not only was that a tragedy, but it was a wake-up call, wasn't it, in terms of the things that we need to work on here in our country, not being in denial anymore, that we still have issues and problems and concerns that we really need to address and look at. And when I think about that in terms of my own life, and the things that I need to do, it really is very humbling to know that, uh, you know, my work is not done, me as an individual. I'm still on that journey. I'm still working on things that will make me a better person, uh, to help me to be more uh, of a contributor to society. And I challenge all of you to do the same thing. I think the first step starts with doing that work within, you know, dealing with those issues that we have that are keeping us from thriving and being all that we can be. And today we're going to be talking about that. I have with us uh, one of my cyber sisters, <laughs> someone who I've never met in person, but we have worked together over the Internet. You know, I love that. I love my cyber sisters on the Internet. Some of them have become very good friends. I've never met them before, but they've been my supporters. They've, they've been my champions, my cheerleaders. And I'd like to say that Elizabeth Havy belongs to that team. Uh, she has done some things with me when it comes to writing about stress reduction. And she also has a wonderful blog called uh, Boomer Highway. Uh, she also is the author of a fantastic book that I just got through reading this morning. The name of the book is A Mother's Time Capsule. And one might think, well, what does a mother's time capsule have to do with wellness? And I'll let her tell you how that, why it has to do with wellness. But I'll tell you right now that this is the kind of book that will have you to reflect back on your life and draw some correlations between what's going on with the characters in her short stories and what's gone on in your life. You know, I think one of the main things about getting well spiritually, mentally, and even physically is going back and assessing and taking a look at from whence you came and where you want to go and finding out what those messages are that you've received as a result of your journey, what wisdom you've gained. And Elizabeth Havy has done a beautiful job in sharing the wisdom that she's gained on her journey through these wonderful short stories that I think could be so helpful for women 
and all the people who love them uh, to read a wonderful book like this. Uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the Wellness Journey Live today. Hi, Linus. That was the most beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. I'm just uh, uplifted off my chair, I think. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you know, I got your book the other day, and I took the time. I said, well, I'm going to read a couple of uh, chapters. And before I knew it, I'd read the whole book. It's it's not a very big book, but, boy, does it whop a big pack of, of impression when you read it. I mean, really. And it's interesting, too, because as I was reading it, I was thinking to myself, oh, Elizabeth, I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> what, can you uh, mention something particular that made you think that way? Well, the very first story, the very first book about the Ah, got it. Okay. Yeah, and she has the affair with the uh, doctor and what she learns about um, her own mother and her relationship with her father and the fact that, you know, how she was conceived and just, you know, just the parallels in her life. And it's the interesting thing about all your short stories. It's very much like life. They don't always end up all wrapped up in a tidy bow. They no. Kind of and end I, up, no. And I love that. It's so true, Linus, and that's why the importance of your what you're talking about and what you write about is a journey, and our lives are all about a journey. We, we each have our individual story, and so when I was writing um, these short stories, I would want to say, I, I would think about what, how would a single woman who all of a sudden, she's in love with this man, but now she's carrying his child and she's afraid to tell him, and they've only been together once, and these things do happen. And and then how does she move forward? And in the end, she's able to do that. But thank you for, for mentioning that story because it's one of my particular favorites. Really? Um, you know, Tell me a little bit about you, Elizabeth. Let our listeners know about you and how you came uh, to be a, a writer because that's not necessarily how you started out, correct? Well, no, I, you know, I was I was uh, the daughter of, of of a single mom. My my father died when when I was just three years old, so I have always had this very strong woman image in my life, and I and I knew from from what my mother did to raise three children and work hard, that also she provided us with literature and music and the love of people. And so those things all kind of came together when I realized that I like to put a pen to paper and write about my story and other people's stories. And I think that was my begin those were my beginnings. And then when I went to school, you know, I, I, I majored in English and I taught in high school for a while and that was a wonderful experience for me because I met all sorts of different people that I hadn't encountered in my own community. And that opened my eyes even more. And, and I, I became, I think, more a person of the world. And, and one of my favorite lines, and this kind of goes back to what you were saying at the beginning of our talk today, is we need to share the land with everyone. Yes, that's true. Uh, and I think that one of the things that sometimes we've lost in our culture is sharing the story and sharing yeah. them once we you know, there's so much in sharing our story. We have much more in common as human beings than we have not in common. But we yeah, lose that's, some of that's that absolutely true. Yeah. Yes, and we yeah. lose some of that when we don't when we don't share our story. Uh, tell me a little bit about the experiences in your life and how they have influenced these wonderful stories that you've written. Well, um, 
when I was a young mother with two little girls, I wanted to write, and I was reading a lot of short stories. And, I, and that was at a time, Linus, when short stories popped up in a lot of women's magazines, and they were written by women. It was kind of the beginning of more women writing and publishing. And it was, certainly, we've had wonderful writers that are women, but overall, we were kind of making headway then. And so I started writing short stories a couple hours a day when the kids were still sleeping, and I did. I was able to publish them in smaller publications, but I never made them into the big magazines. But I kept working at it. And um, then when I had more time and opportunity um, after the birth of my third child, I went back to school and I became a nurse because the fact of losing my father kind of turned me on to wanting to know more about medicine. He he died of a sudden heart attack, and I kept wanting to know why, why, why. And that led me down that pathway, which was a really good pathway for me because wanting to know about health, wanting to know about medicine, then I could fuel my stories with those kinds of aspects too. And, and it all kind of came together, writing and, and, and you know, being a nurse. Does that make sense? And- Yes, it does. In fact, one of the things that I've noticed, there's an ongoing theme in your short stories. I can tell a little bit about your nursing background, but in your opinion, how does this book relate to wellness? What what is it that you want women or whoever might read it, what you want them to take away from your short stories when it comes to their overall wellness? That um, we have to believe in our own personal worth. We have to communicate with the people in our lives it's so important that we tell people when we love them or we tell people when we need them. And we find the strength to do that. I think a lot of uh, people go astray when communication breaks down. Sometimes it's, and, and you probably would have your own personal story, sometimes it's not even someone in your family that alerts you to this, but it might be a close personal friend that you go to, and they say they help, they help you look at the situation from a different point of view, and that brings you back to the central people in your life that you love and you learn how to approach them and talk to them and, and break down those barriers. What was it, Elizabeth, that made you decide to start writing on your blog, uh, Boomer Highway? And how does Boomer Highway uh, contribute to the experience of your writing a mother's time capsule? Uh, that's a great question, Linus. Thank you. Um, Boomer Highway came about when I was in a situation, and I'm sure many of your listeners have been in this situation. Uh, my children were raised, almost, but they still needed me. So my son needed me to help him prepare college um, letters for because he wanted to go to college. A daughter in grad school needed me to proofread her manuscript. My mother had dementia, and um, I was trying to get her into a senior facility, make sure that she had good care, and this was all going on when she was a five-hour drive for me. And then my aging aunt, I had to drive to Chicago and empty out her house that she lived in for 35 years. So I saw myself as beginning to be an empty nester with all this stuff to do, and I saw it as a very busy highway, and I thought, this isn't just my life, it's everybody's life at this certain age, and that's why I started writing Boomer Highway, to help other people who had aging parents and aging children with similar problems. Oh, my goodness, your life right then sounds pretty much like how things are going on with me right now. It's like (laughs) when when you're at that stage, it's 
everything else is going on around you. Your personal life may be okay, but it seems like everything else is at this different transitional stage. And I know that's true for me. I mean, for instance, I just had we had a new grandchild now, a four month old, who's sitting right here wanting to say something on the air. I just know he's going to be letting out a scream pretty soon. And then, um, you know, the transition of um, relocating to another state, um, uh, also the transition of um, running my business and getting my magazine out, and my one of my other daughters just announced that she's pregnant, another daughter is returning to grad school, and all these things are going on around you. And somewhere in there, there's your life which is also going right. through a certain kind of a transition. And you're wondering, right. how can I make my transition when all these other people are transitioning? So how did you do that? How did you transition from being a nurse to being able to write full-time? How did you manage that, especially during that time of life? I think you just take it a day at a time, and I think you try and find a couple hours in each day where you can kind of get your thoughts together. And, of course, then I did that by either journaling or writing blog posts um, the other thing that was going on was my husband has a chronic illness. He has a chronic form of leukemia. And uh, we had to monitor his illness and do all of that. So sometimes we were going to various uh, medical centers to get more information. He's now doing beautifully, by the way. He's doing fantastic. But um, I think I think you, you just have to fill your heart with love and get up every morning and say, and you know, and have your list. What what am I doing today? You know, what am I crossing off? How can I get through this day? And uh, yeah, it was a busy time, and I'm I'm very grateful that things went well. Um, my mother's passing was a beautiful gift to me, and mm. the same with my aunt. So I've been very blessed. You know, it's interesting because as we uh, get to this stage of life, we do uh, begin to experience the loss of our loved ones, loss of childhood friends, siblings. Uh, it, it is a time of loss in some ways, but it can also be a time of gain. What kinds of things on uh, Boomer Highway do you talk about in terms of encouraging boomers to hang in there during their particular journey? Well, like one of the posts I was looking at this morning was each person needs to have a place where they can go for comfort. Even if you live in the smallest you know, footprint, you need a corner a chair, a book, a pad of paper, maybe it's your cell phone, maybe it's a, a photograph of someone you love, maybe it's a work of art, maybe it's a picture you ripped out of a magazine. Just something where you can go and that's your spot, that's your place. You can find comfort there. You can get your thoughts together. You can take a deep breath and get ready for the next journey, even if it might be a 20-minute journey, it might be a four-day journey. You just don't know. Um, the other thing I think you need to do is is keep those that you love close to you. And on Boomer Highway, I tried to write various specific medically-backed posts, how to talk to someone with dementia. Uh, one of my favorite posts is when it's time to take the checkbook away from mom. There are various signs when people are, have memory problems that they might be giving money away unnecessarily or they might be, be um, entering into scams, and we need to protect our elderly from that. So that's you know another thing that I would write about. Just as much, uh, it, that's just as important, I think, as you know, annual physical checkups and things like that. It's all part of the same picture. You know, that's a very good point uh, because for those of us who are boomers and still have parents 
they are aging parents, and in some ways they become almost like your children. Yeah, you, have you to kind of switch places. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You really don't become an empty nester if you have an elderly parent. Uh, it's, it's an interesting transition because at that point in time you're like, oh, I'm done, and then you realize, no, you're not done. Now you're getting ready to go on this other journey of, helping your parents with their transition as they grow older. You know, with my dad, um, he's pretty engaged. He's pretty much self-sufficient. But there's little things, and we laugh about them, but what you've just said just now makes me realize that at some point in time, as he continues living, he's 83, he could go to that stage. And I think it's important for people to understand the necessity of being um, uh, mentally and spiritually prepared. For, for that particular part of their life. How have you done that? How have you uh, maintained um, your spiritual access and how have you prepared yourself emotionally to deal with those kinds of transitions? Well, um, I think it's sometimes a day-by-day thing. Um, I, have, I have strong faith. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I go to church. Um, that, I think, is very supportive for me. I also welcome people of other religions any way that you can find that ballast, you know, something to to lift you up and give you strength. But I think you even find it in the oddest places. I love to tell this story about a woman who uh, used to come to my house when I was living in Iowa, and she would help me clean. I, I never liked to say I had a cleaning woman. I always had a cleaning partner. And uh, we would clean my house together. And, and during a, a certain time period in my life, I was, I was very down. I was very depressed. And she said to me one day, I noticed there's something going on with you, and I don't know what it is. And I said, well, I, you know, I really don't want to talk about it. And she said, well, I have a cure for what's going on with you. And I said, what is it? She said, you need to go and find someone that you can help. You need to go out and help someone else. Because the only way to pull yourself out of that is to, is to give of yourself. And she was right, absolutely right. So I, I, think, I think sometimes we just have to step back and say, this is a rough patch, but I'm helping my dad mm-hmm. or I'm helping my mom mm-hmm. or I'm helping my mom's friend or whoever it is, Linus. And I think mm-hmm. you can get filled up again so that you can go on. You know, I love that. That's a, that's a powerful message. I was just telling that to my daughter who's expecting because she was going through the pity party me thing of being pregnant, you know, She's 28, and she's pregnant again for the first time in, you know, eight years, nine years, and she's just all upset because of whatever. And I said, you know what, I think it's time for you to think about maybe helping somebody else right now because you've really become myopic in terms of what's going on in your life. And yeah, I love that word, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, we, get, we get really we We're so into our heads that the only thing that will probably help us is to get out of our heads and begin to start thinking about, you know, what's going on with other people. Well, you take a look at your book and all the wonderful, wonderful um, stories. I mean, really, I, I love the story Windows, by the way. That was a, really a beautiful story. But oh, thank one of your you. Favorite stories. Yeah, I love really? that story. And, yes, I love and that. It's a very short story, but well, well, tell, you, if you could, tell them a little bit about Windows, because it's a special little little story. Okay, well, I, Linus, you're so sweet. Um, I can tell you that a friend of mine, a friend of mine's mother actually did this. The friend was a little girl. She was asleep upstairs, and somehow the mother locked herself out of the house. So she dragged a ladder to the side of the house, climbed up the ladder, 
and used uh, the end of a broom handle or something to either get through the window. The window must have been open so that she could kind of, you know, touch her child with the with a broom, and and the child woke up and she says, "Hi, it's your mom. You need to come down and let me, you know, open the door so I can get in." But the whole idea that you could be separated from your child and not not know how to get to them, but then in this story, the woman who's thinking about that is now in her what late 30s, 40s, and her, the relationship with her mother has changed. They're not as close. They the the love isn't flowing there. So she likes to think back to that memory when the love was strong and and the mother would do anything to get back to her child. But relationships do change. We have to work at them. Yes. It it was a beautiful story because I knew exactly what the the meaning was because I have an older daughter who lives away from me. She lives in Washington, D.C. I'm here in California. And we go through our periods when we are talking every day and then there's a trigger in a conversation, and then we don't talk for maybe three or four days, which some people say three or four days, that's nothing. But for me and my girls, since I talk to each one and I have four of them, probably about two, three times a day, that's unusual if I don't talk to one of my children for three or four days. But yeah. you, know what keeps us, you know what keeps us coming back? What keeps us coming back and continuing that conversation and communication is remembering from whence we came and remembering what's ultimately most important, and that's staying connected. When you've had a tragedy in your family, and we've had one. We lost my mom way too soon to uh, being hit by a fire truck on her way to work when my wow. oldest was only four years old. And when you experience that kind of tragedy, you begin to really learn how to prioritize in terms of ultimately uh, what's most important. And that kind of brings me to... My my last question, I want to make sure, too, that we let people know how they can get this book because people, this book, A Mother's Time Capsule, this is another one of my pocketbooks. I would put I would put it in my purse and pull it out while I'm standing in line at the grocery store and read it and get uplifted at the same time because there's such beautiful messages here. But the story about uh, a mother's care, I think it's called. Uh, no, that's not what it's called. Hold on. What's the, what's I made the, a note. What's the, it's called... When my mother died. Yes, yes. What was when? When did my mother? When did my mother die? That one. Yes. When did my mother die? What was the motivation for that story? That was a beautiful story. The motivation was that's a real personal experience story. Um, That was when I was living in Iowa. My mother was in Chicago, and she had dementia. Mm -hmm. She was in a senior facility. Mm -hmm. This is a brilliant, wonderful, incredible woman who just kept losing more and more and more. And it's just so painful to watch. And so that's the question, you know, when when did she really leave me? Because... At the very end, yes, she took her last breath, and thank God I was there to hold her hand. But, Mm. you you know, it's such a cruel illness, and you lose so much of that that person. And then I had this friend who kept calling me on the phone and saying, oh, you're so lucky she's still here. And I'm thinking, no, I'm not. Or am I? It It was a statement on her part, but it became a question for me. That that's the best mm-hmm. way for me to put it. Yeah, because yeah. it's really like what what's your definition of here? Because yeah, physically her shell was here, right? Uh, but the other things. But you know what? With my experience with my mother, because she was taken to, uh, from me so suddenly. The uh, last time I saw yes. her, she was perfectly fine. She was saying goodbye on her way to work, and then two hours later, she was gone. Oh, I, I know, Linus. Oh. Yeah, oh. if I could just have that shell of a person, you would have been happy. Yeah. yeah, I would have been happy with that. But you know, it's yeah. all relative. 
love yeah. and loss and living, it's all relative based upon your previous life experiences and how you allow that to mold you to be able to embrace whatever it is that you're going through. And one of the things I love about, you know, the Mother's Time Capsule and also your blog, Boomer Highway, it's all about embracing your life and making the most out of whatever it is that God presents to you as he continues to, as he continues to mold you. Uh, for whatever yes, is to come, because yes. that's really what it's all about. I, I, and I, I hope I'm, I'm hope I'm op- open to molding. I think I am. <laughs> I think you, you know, are. I, I mean, he molded <laughs> you to do all of this. My goodness. <laughs> uh, well, I am. I'm very. I'm very grateful, and my heart is warmed by the comments that you make about my writing, because you know. Whenever you you do this kind of work, it, it's not something that just comes down onto the page and you're done. You know, you worry over right. it and you redo it and you rework it, and it, yeah. it 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 in itself is a journey. But I love doing it. No complaints there. It's like it's to me. It's like having many babies. And I'm not an author like you. I just you know I write informational stuff. I'm not a great author like you are. But it is kind of like you go through you know a, a period and then you deliver the baby and then you fuss over it afterwards and. You know, oh yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> for those of you, for those people, Elizabeth, who would like to get your book, uh, Mother's Time Capsule, where's the best place to go? The best place to go would be my website, which is www.elizabeth with a z a havy h a v as in Victor e y dot com. And then okay. on there are all the icons for various places to get it, Amazon, Smashwords. But if that's too confusing, they can just go to Amazon.com, type in a mother's time capsule, and it'll come up. Okay. And also, um, I want to make sure everybody knows that if you happen to be on your iPhone, your iPad, your computer, desktop, whatever, that's connecting you to us right now, if you go to the show page and click on Elizabeth Havy, author of A Mother's Time Capsule, it will take you directly to her website where you can purchase the book. And also, I included the link to your blog because I think it's so family, uh, fabulous. Oh, great. Uh, Thank Highway. you. Yeah, so that way people can go and check out your um, uh, blog as well. And for whoever... Uh, send me an email right now at Linus, Linus at PraiseWorks.biz. That's Linus at PraiseWorks.biz. Send me an email, and I will send you a free copy, whoever does it first, of a Mother's Time Capsule. I'll send you a free copy. This is a wonderful book, great blessing. And actually, for those of you who don't contact me right away, you should not only buy one of these, but this is a wonderful gift to give someone because it's, it's something you can talk about. And you, you can, it actually solicits conversation because you begin to draw parallels between your life and the life of the characters in this book. And I guarantee you, you'll have something in common with, with what this book and the message, what it talks about. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the wellness journey today. It's, it's been wonderful to have you. Linus, thank you so much. I've so enjoyed talking to you. And thank you for the work that you do for everyone out there. Uh, we're all very appreciative. Thank you so much. I love the book, and I'm not just saying that. It really is an, not just an inspirational book, but it was kind of informative for me because it had me stop and think, okay, how can I compare what's going on in my life to what's happening with these women in the book, and what is it that this book is teaching me in terms of basically how I can be a better person. Uh, isn't that what it's all about, finding those tips, tools, and techniques that kind of take us to a point where we, where, where we have that aha moment and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do for my wellness. This is what I'm going to do to change my lifestyle. This is what I'm going to do to add to my life 
so that I can have one that is thriving and peaceful and happy and joyful. I mean, because if you're not living a joyful, happy, and peaceful life, what is the point? And I think that to live that kind of life, it is a quest. It's not just something we just kind of sit back and say, okay, come on, joy, come on, peace, come on, happy, find me. We have to go out and look for it. We have to go out and conquer it, make it our own, embrace it, and keep doing it over and over again because there's so many components out there that could cause us to forget uh, the necessity of being on that quest of, of finding joy in our lives and being well in our lives. And please, don't forget, first of all, we're here every Tuesday with brand new shows on Wellness Journey, but also don't forget to listen to the archives wonderful shows about wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. This is Glennis from PraiseWorks, and you have been on the wellness journey. We'll see you again next time. Thank you for joining us on the Wellness Journey Live with Lennis Woods Mullins. We hope you have enjoyed our show and look forward to the opportunity to share with you more information that will help you along your journey to total wellness for the mind, body, and spirit.